Welcome to Ghoulish Magazine Podcast, where we do reviews, theories, and all things eerie. Episode 1, Don't Haunt My House. You can call me the coolest ghoul, and you can locate me on Instagram at Ghoulish Magazine. Once you follow me and like my posts, you will be able to see that there are updates, new episodes, fun quizzes, reviews, anything that you like that I post, you'll be the first to know if you follow me on Instagram. So I'll give you guys a quick overview of myself, who I am, what my relation to the horror genre is. I have been a fan of horror my whole life, basically. I am also a published writer of two years, so I've written for two different newspapers. So far, one magazine, but I will be published in a second magazine in February. And obviously, you guys have Ghoulish Magazine coming out very soon. We're just starting off with a podcast, but the magazine will be here in 2023. So it is January. It's a brand new year, which is why I decided to take a risk and jump into my creative endeavors a little bit more than the last couple of years. So I do have a lot going on. I am a full-time graduate student. I also work full-time. I still write for a newspaper right now. Um, I have a lot of things that I do. So Ghoulish Magazine Podcast is one of those things. So hopefully I will have one or two episodes out every month. So another fun fact about me is I am based out of New York. I've lived here my entire life, and all of my published writing takes place in New York. And a lot of my personal writing um, is inspired by the mountains here and the environment, and just I love New York. So if you're from New York, you're cool. Alright, all that being said, um, let's talk about what Ghoulish will primarily about. So personally, my favorite era of horror is anything between the 70s and the early 2000s. Um, I feel like everything kind of after the early 2000s is nothing but a remake, a reboot, a regenerated idea of the same thing that's already been done. You know what I mean. And I feel like when you have a reboot or a remake, all you're thinking the whole time is comparing it to the original idea which for me isn't that enjoyable, so that's why my favorite, um, my favorite movies, my favorite books, all of that are, like, the original things, the ones that happened first. I don't really love remakes or reboots. Um, I I like the original ideas. That's why I would say I like the quote-unquote earlier horror. But, um, I do stay up with the remakes and reboots and more recent things because even if I don't necessarily love them. It is interesting to see new interpretations, new perspectives, and just, you know, how other people do it. So I do keep up with it, and I will talk about more recent things, but just my personal preference lies in 70s through early 2000s. So I figured for our first episode, we would talk about Haunted Houses. Haunted Houses takes place in the paranormal subgenre of horror, which I feel like most people are familiar with because everybody can think of a haunted house movie. Whether it's old, new, cartoon, live action, there are so many different renditions of this idea and it's much more complex than it seems. So what I mean by this is that there are so many different ways that you can accomplish the idea of a haunted house. Like if you think about Monster House, it is a cartoon movie, early 2000s, Technically a little kid movie, but everybody enjoys it. I still like it. 
And obviously the house itself is the monster. It's the house that's haunted. There's no ghost in it. It's just the house. Or technically the lady in the basement, but you know what I mean. Um, if you think about Coraline, there's a portal in the house. And if you go through the portal, you're in an alternate dimension of the same house, but it's spooky. Those are haunted houses, but they're done through different concepts. If you think about The Shining and 13 Ghosts, these are, you know, one is a mansion and one is a hotel, and they're both swarming with different ghosts and spirits, and that's another way to do a haunted house. So the idea of a haunted house is so much more complex than it seems, and there are so many different ways you can accomplish a scary haunted house. So the first movie and book that we're going to talk about today on this topic is, drumroll please, The Shining by Stephen King. So I definitely used to be one of those people who always had to read the book before watching the movie. So I read The Shining when I was maybe 15, and I loved the book, honestly. I was a big fan of the book, and I still am. I don't think I've reread it since then, because the first time just resonated perfectly with me, and I just loved it, and I thought it was amazing, and I don't know, it's kind of like a once-and-done thing. Maybe someday I'll read it again, but I still remember it perfect clear as day. So if you read the book as well, you know that there is one big part of the book that's not in the movie at all, but instead it's twisted into something else. What I am referring to is in the book, there are these giant hedge animals that move, and they're spooky. Um, there's different types of animals, just these giant topiary bushes carved into different animals, and when Jack turns his back, when he's outside, he looks away, the animals move. So they come to life when no one is looking. But in the movie, they cut this idea completely and they changed it into the classic maze that you think of when you hear The Shining. So obviously, if you can't tell, the book and the movie are a little bit before my time. But back then, when I was reading the book, I was just waiting there in anticipation, looking forward to the movie, because obviously Stanley Kubrick directed it, and I was so excited to see what he would do with this idea, the hedge animals, only to find out that he cut the idea completely. Obviously you can't be too mad because it did come out in 1980, and I believe the reason they didn't go with the hedge animals moving is because they didn't have the technology to do it, the special effects to do it, it would have been way harder to complete this idea instead of the maze that they went with. So solely based on that one thing, that's what makes me prefer the book over the movie. So I'm kind of curious if anybody else feels the same way. Did that make a big difference for you guys? You can let me know on Instagram if you'd like. I think everybody's probably seen The Shining, or if you haven't, you at least know what it is. And I think the whole idea of it is very original, like I prefer, you know. <laughs> Um, I think it's a really cool concept, the whole mansion, you know, it's snowing, they're in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, he goes crazy. I, I really like the movie, I really like the book, but I'm going to give you guys my ghoulish ratings. So let's talk about my rating system. My little slogan is, the more booze, the better. So I rate the books and the movies and everything we talk about on a scale of 1 to 5 booze. 1 is trash. It's not good. I don't like it. It could be better. Lots of room for improvement. 
a 5, on the other hand, is perfect, amazing, love it, would rewatch or reread it a thousand times, amazing. So that is my scale of booze. So now that you know how I'm going to rate things on my scale, I'm going to tell you my rating for The Shining book. So I would rate this book 4.2 booze. The reason I would rate it that is because, it, obviously, it's really well written. I love the whole concept in the book and the differences that it had um, instead of the movie. I love those hedge animals. That definitely gave the book a little bit of an edge over the movie for me. Um, but both were phenomenal, in my opinion. So that is why I rate it 4.2. Obviously, The Shining is one of Stephen King's most popular written books, so that means it's good. <laughs> if everybody likes it, there's a reason why they like it. Um, Stephen King is a great writer. I think the book was just very well written, very spooky and creepy. A little bit more spooky and creepy than the movie, I would say. And like I said, I did enjoy some elements in the book that are not in the movie. Um, the room numbers for the haunted room in particular are different in the book and the movie. The hedge animals are in the book. But the movie is equally as phenomenal. I mean, there were great perspectives and intel on this movie. I mean, the maze was a great addition. So for that reason, I have to rate the movie... 4.1 booze. I feel like that's a pretty fair rating because the only little thing is really those hedge animals and I don't know, I guess that's it for me. I was so excited to see those hedge animals in the movie and then they just weren't there. So that's why I'm rating it 4.1. So I think a lot of specific elements from the movie are what you instantly think of when you hear The Shining. One example um, I can think of is the Here's Johnny scene. Like, everybody thinks of that when you think of The Shining. It's the movie, those scenes, the pictures that you can put to the memory or to the word. That's what people think of. So I think um, the movie is very popular, obviously. It is a really good movie. The cast is amazing. I mean, Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson did a great job with their expressions and the devotion that they put through for this movie. Also, while we're speaking about the cast, did you guys know that the little boy, Danny, is now 50 years old? Like... What happened? Where did time go? Isn't that crazy? So to wrap up our little bit about The Shining, um, I just think The Shining is a movie that anybody thinks of when you hear the term haunted house. I know it's not necessarily a house, but it is in a way. You know, like, it doesn't matter that it's a hotel. The theme, the essential plot here is it's a haunted house. And while in the book, it's you know, obviously more of a haunted house with real ghosts and real crazy things happening, you know, the bushes moving. Um, in the movie, I would say it is more in Jack's head. It's more of like a mental illness, like he's going crazy and the things that are happening aren't really happening. They're just in his head because he's got the writer's block, the isolation, and it's all getting to him. And that's why I just think the book is more of a haunted house than the movie is. But the Shining, regardless, book or movie, is instantly what I think of when I hear Haunted House. So that's why I thought this movie was perfect to talk about today for our first episode. Moving on, our next movie we're going to talk about today is something I did mention earlier. We're going to talk about 13 Ghosts. So I think this movie is a pretty good example of an early 2000s scary movie. Obviously, it's not 
you know, super scary where you're like, oh my god, I'm scared, I have to turn away and close my eyes. No, it's not like that. But it's very interesting and plot-driven, I'd say. Before I go on a whole little thing about 13 Ghosts, first I want to talk about the star of the movie, Matthew Lillard. Now, if you don't know who that is, I feel bad for you. Um, have you ever heard of Shaggy and Scooby-Doo? Yeah, that's Matthew Lillard. I'm personally a huge fan of Matthew Lillard. I mean, he's in so many things that I love to watch. He's in all the Scooby-Doo's. He's in She's All That. Scream, my favorite scary movie ever. He's in Good Girls. I mean, he's just very defining of, I think, 90s and 2000s um, cinema. So for me, I hate to say it, but I'm biased to like something if Matthew Lillard is in it. I just feel like he's a really good actor and he brings a lot of character and comedy to anything that he's in. Even if he's not in a comedy movie, he always just brings that sense of humor to everything that he does and that's something that I like in a show or a movie. I also think because he's in so many things that I love to watch from the late 90s and early 2000s, it brings a great sense of nostalgia to see him acting in something. So for me, it just it's like reminiscent, it's happy times, like it makes me like whatever I'm watching. Also, I'm thinking, I don't know if there's a term for this, but you know how people call, you know, a female character in a scary movie a scream queen? I'm trying to think what that term would be for a man, because whatever that term would be is what I would consider Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr., all of them. I would, that's what they are. I don't know what the word is, so if you know the word, go tell me on Instagram at Ghoulish Magazine. Um, yeah, whatever that is. I just think they're phenomenal actors, and I love any movie that they're Anyways, let's move on to talking about 13 Ghosts. So obviously I picked this movie to talk about alongside of The Shining for a reason, and I'm sure you can guess what that reason is. So this movie takes place in a giant mansion full of different rooms. Um, every room kind of has a different ghost that inhabits it, and that reminds me a lot of The Shining. So The Shining, obviously there's, it's a big hotel, it's full of ghosts, blah blah blah. Um, Similar ideas with The Shining here, so that's why I picked to talk about this. One other really cool thing about 13 Ghosts is that it's kind of reminiscent to um, Ghostbusters. And I don't mean in the fact that um, it redoes an idea or copies anything, but in the beginning scene you see a group of guys capturing ghosts and that's what Ghostbusters is so it kind of pays a cool homage to that but it doesn't um, take over the entire concept. One of the coolest things about this movie is the idea behind each ghost. If you haven't seen this movie, in this house there are different ghosts in the house and they each have their own weird personality and different characteristics that separate each other from one another. Each ghost is violent, they're out to get people, they fight back. They're not just there saying boo, they're ready to fight. Another really cool concept about this movie is that when the house is passed down to somebody um, who inherits the house, you know, most people inherit like fine china or some money, you know, wealth, but instead... Cyrus, who is the rich collector of unique things, when he passes away and passes down his house, he's passing down his prized collection of ghosts. 
Like, what a cool concept. I've never heard of anything like that. You're passing down a collection of ghosts. I don't know. That's really cool to me when you think about it. So based on the appearance of each ghost, you can kind of allude to the fact of what happened to them uh, in their past life, literally. So one of them doesn't have a head, one of them is in a prom dress, one of them has some botched plastic surgeries, things like that. And it helps to give you a little bit more understanding as to perhaps why they are the way they are now. Also, I just want to pause real quick because I know I was just telling you guys I don't like reboots and remakes. And now I'm realizing that this 2001 movie is kind of a remake of a movie from the 60s. So nobody come at me. I'm sorry. It was an accident. I take it back. Forgive me. Okay, it was one time. It was one thing. Anyways, um, I, I think this movie is really original. Um, all the ghosts have different stories, like I said. It's really cool, and you don't find that in many modern movies today. Alright, so I'm going to move on to my little rating for this movie, and I'm going to give it 4 out of 5 boos. So my reasoning behind these 4 boos is I think it's a pretty good film. I enjoy it. I think it does have a very original concept and a nice original take on a haunted house. I also love that Matthew Lillard is in this movie, and like I said, I feel like that just brings an element of nostalgia to it. Like, if you watch it without knowing what year it came out in, you could very easily guess within, you know, a couple of years. Um, and I think that's really interesting and cool, and I just like that personally. This being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my little quick analysis of 13 Ghosts and of The Shining. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you agreed, let me know on Instagram. If you have any topics you want me to talk about next time, you can also let me know there. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for all who tuned in and listened. Um, I had a great time talking about these movies and books with you guys, and I hope you had fun listening. I also want to give a special shout out to my boyfriend H on all music platforms for helping me navigate the production of this podcast and using all the recording equipment. It was very fun and it was a cool experience and I can't wait to send out some more podcast episodes. So thank you guys for listening and good night ghouls.